What's going on, Stay Paid fam? My name is Ariel Thomas, otherwise known as Producer Ariel, and I'm here to let you know that we are running another podcast competition on our Instagram account. So you're going to want to head over to at Stay Paid Podcast on Instagram. You'll see all of the details there. We're giving away a $100 Amazon gift card, as well as a free year of our digital marketing bundle, 64 automated touch points, all branded to you, email newsletter, social media content, everything you need to help keep you top of mind in 2021. So be sure to enter while you can. Our contest ends on February 7th. So you only have a couple days. Be sure to go over and do that now. I'll wait here. Feel free to pause the episode. We normally wouldn't recommend that, but we will for this. Be sure to head over, enter our contest. And without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast episode. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Steik, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And if you are in sales and listening to this podcast, and you probably are, yeah. must be honest, everybody's if you in subscribe sales. to us. Well, that's true too. Yeah, everybody. Even if you're in accounting, you're in sales. I was going to say if you subscribe to a sales and marketing podcast, you're probably in sales, but you are right. Every single person is in sales. You're going to want to stick around for this interview. But before we introduce our guest, we would love it if you take a minute and subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts if you're not already subscribed and leave a review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. This week's feature review comes from Jacqueline WGE. Uh, She says five stars, Hmm. short and sweet. Thank you for sharing all great helpful tips for sales and marketing. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Right? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a long review. When we ask you for a review, all we're saying is, hey, we would love it if you'd go over and just let us know yes. how we're doing. Throw us but one stars. of the reasons why we ask for reviews, just so everybody knows, is not for our egos, though Josh and I have huge egos, as you guys can probably <laughs> tell. But not, yeah, not for our egos. It's really because the algorithms for getting your podcast That's up it, and, and being seen and listened to, reviewing and sharing helps that. And, and the reason we do this and we do this for free and all that stuff is it's our way to give back. It's our way to get connected with everybody. So please review, share all that good stuff so other people can learn about the podcast. Love it. Our guest today, his name is Tim Seifert. He is a senior vice president and head of annuity sales for Lincoln Financial Distributors, the wholesaling distribution organization for Lincoln Financial Group. Tim has over 30 years of experience in the financial services industry, both selling and developing sales leaders. He has spoken at multiple universities on topics such as traits of the great and is known for creating an optimistic culture and championing sales excellence. Tim, welcome to Stay Paid. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, it's great to uh, to be on with you today. Look forward to our conversation and just love that the topic of sales marketing, and most important, leadership. I I love that. Man, we are excited to have you on. And so the audience knows, Nicole, which is your niece, right, Tim? Nicole actually works for Reminder Media. And I got to give a shout out to Nicole because I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Nicole. We get so many (laughs) Facebook testimonials where our clients literally shout out Nicole's name for her service. She helps out in our coaching department. So she's one of our coaches over Seriously, there. Seriously, go to Facebook, yeah. check out our reviews. And You'll see Nicole's name. Nicole, it's amazing. Nicole, Nicole. <laughs> and what's what's awesome about this, and Nicole, we're blessed to be able to get the intro to you, Tim, through Nicole. And you're a mentor of Nicole's. 
And so that's a testament for everybody listening to this that I get the the privilege to to work and and be around Nicole and see kind of her success. And I'm sure a lot comes from your mentorship and a lot of the advice you give. But I'd love for you to take just a few minutes and really introduce yourself to the audience because you have a long career in sales and leadership and just kind of bring people up to speed to what brought you to where you're at today. There's no doubt about it. And, and I think that's something we should really discuss, too, is that whole idea around being a mentor. Because, I mean, as I look back on my career, which is over 30 years in sales and marketing, is you just can't get to where you are today without having great mentors. Mm. And so I'll give, I'll give a shout out because you, you just literally sent chills down my spine when you were talking about my niece because it's family and yeah. the importance of family. And so you know, Nicole is going to talk about the essence of what we're doing here. And that's, you know, the, the, the traits of the greats. But let us never forget this. And that is when you truly are a mentor, there's many times we arrive and the question is asked, are you the student or are you a teacher? Now, what was great about Nicole was this comment is that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. And so like you all are teachers to her. Um, there are many times I started out as a teacher, but also you've got to love her enthusiasm, her dedication, her hard work. So there's many times as this old uncle, Uncle Tim, <laughs> is also a student, is also a student in the cult because we study greatness. So uh, to answer your question, I have to I have to just riff on that a little bit. because I think it's I love it. I mean, do you do you have mentors in your life? I mean, so everybody listening in, do you have mentors in the life in your life? It's, it's really, really important. And you ought to have your inner circle mentors in your outer circle. Inner circle is family and friends and outside the business. Obviously, your outer circle, of, of course, is people that you're in business with. But, but the greats, the traits of the greats is, is, is obviously you, you got to have mentors in your life. So uh, let me just get a little bit of, of just, just a brief history. Is uh, I was in banking for a short period in Norristown, Pennsylvania. And the way that I really started my career in sales and marketing uh, is at the horse track. Hmm. And you're probably saying, what? That's at exactly horse track. what I'm thinking. Yes. You're right, you're right. Horse track. You're, what are you, gambler? Are you a gambler? No. But um, we're, it, it was through an introduction uh, to a gentleman. And I happened to work for that company for over 25 years. But I was a banker. And, uh, you know, doing your typical banking stuff, not so much in the sales angle, although you do sell this. Like you said, if you're an accountant, you're always selling to. We always sell. But I, I met him at the track. He ran this sales and marketing organization called Planker that we were ultimately bought out by the Hartford. And uh, it's the largest independent marketing firm in, on Wall Street at that point. Wow. Independent sales and marketing firm. And uh, we, we got into, I mean, the title of this is Get Paid, right? Well, you got to stay paid. You got to get paid to stay paid. Yeah, yeah, stay paid, get paid, right? <laughs> but stay paid uh, and get, get paid and stay paid. Yeah. So it was... Uh, it was one of those things where I was, I was literally six months out of college and I had debt and I had an aspiration to make sure that my family was fully taken care of. And from the looks of my brothers at that time was I was the one that was going to help out a uh, single mom, um, you know, and two brothers. And I wanted to get paid mm. and I wanted to stay paid. And we started talking about careers and opportunities. And he said, you're too brilliant to be a banker. Nothing against banker, but Tim, you need to get in sales and marketing. 
And so I started out with a company, that company called Planker. We ultimately got bought by the Hartford. But I've been in the sales and marketing arena for since since I was 22 years old. Wow. I became one of the youngest divisional sales leaders uh, in the financial services business at age 28 after being a very, very successful salesperson. And we'll get into that, the traits of the greats. How did you do it? Uh, and now uh, I've, I've only been with three companies. I've, I've been with um, Planco Hartford. Uh, I've been with the Prudential. Uh, we, we took that organization from $10 billion to well over $22 billion uh, in just three years. Uh, and now I'm at Lincoln Financial. My, my role and responsibilities at Lincoln Financial is to develop future sales leaders. And outcome of developing future sales leaders is we're going to hit a really big number uh, and drive it well in excess of $20 billion in sales. So. Um, <laughs> That's really the story. I love that. That's 20 with a B. With a B. Yeah. I don't know if we've had any billion dollar businesses yet on the podcast. Uh, I love this. I'm I'm already intrigued. (laughs) I I, like even like you saying, like, what's the outcome of developing great sales leaders? It's the results. Results. Right. And and what's great about that, and I want to point out to people, because it's something that I'm constantly trying to remind myself of, is a lot of times you can't control the results. But you can control the activities, right? You can control what you focus on, what you do, these principles, these traits of the greats, as you keep referencing, which we'll get into. And I just think that's a super valuable lesson that you have to learn in life because you can't really control the results a lot of times. <laughs> no, you can't. No, I mean, with that said, let's kind of dig into it. I'm, I'm, I'm super curious. What, what did you attribute the success, that early success to? What have you kind of learned over time that are these traits? It, it is amazing that the basics, the fundamentals never, ever change. The, the, the way that you get to it can change with technology. We're mm. more efficient than we've ever been. But, but, you know, everybody's got a story. And my story was one of my mentors, Joe Thompson. He was the guy at the track. And I came in out of banking and I got handed a call sheet and it was actions over outcome. Activity, 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 activity. 50 high quality calls, 15 real contacts. You know, it just pounding the phones. And ultimately, that was an internal job, ultimately to get an external job. And he put us through this formula of success. Since then, I have studied in teaching all the leadership is I've studied outstanding leaders. And what specifically is it that makes them great? Outstanding sales leaders. What makes them great? Outstanding anybody in business. And what are these these factors? And Joe Thompson, when I went on and I I got my official territory, so I left the Philadelphia area. And I went down to Southern Virginia and West Virginia, just packed up my car. And he said, you've got a small territory. Go get them, kid. And I said, Joe, are there any words of wisdom? And he handed me two books and five principles. The two books were number one was what they called a red book. So back then, a red book was the addresses of all the people that I would call on. It was a phone book, but in the financial services business. So basically, that's your prospecting book because we had no sales, mm-hmm. zero sales, right? It was virgin territory. Just go get it. So the red book, the other book, and to this day, I read it between Christmas and New Year's every year. I reread it, reread it, reread it. He gave me Napoleon's Hill book, the famous book, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, I love it. With the 13 fundamentals of that. And he said, you're going to have really lonely nights, lonely days on the road, in hotel. Whenever you get lonely, master this book. 
And to this day, I go back and read it because those fundamentals, remember, it's mindset. First thing, it's think. If I think big and I have desire, I will create incredible outcomes, right? So you just, I read it and I read it, read it. The five principles that he gave me, ready? And I've studied this all over the country, traits of the greats. Five things that the most successful salespeople do each and every day with discipline is number one is work ethic, right? Nothing works until you do, right? Actions over outcomes. We talked about that, right? Yep. High activity, work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. That's number one. Number two is skill set. Whatever industry you are, find out what skill sets are going to take you and you've got to become the master of that skill set. And so that's the whole 10,000 hour rule. Mm -hmm. Practice and practice and practice and practice. So in our business, you've got to be the best presenter. You've got to be the best at the consultative sales approach. You've got to be the best at, at qualified introductions and asking for referrals. And so you have to master that, right? And you do it over time with practice. Number three thing is knowledge, right? And that is leaders are readers. They're readers of people. They're readers of the industry. They're readers of the environment. But you've got to be well-read. Number four is what we call the, the CEO mentality, or we talk about entrepreneurial, right? That, that being a small business owner. It's a question. Are you a salesperson or are you a business owner? So there we say, think, Inc. Yes, I work for Lincoln Financial. It's 15,000 employees, but it's Tim Seifert, Inc. in that entrepreneurial spirit of thinking like a business owner. And then the last one, the fifth trait or fundamental, the principle that you told me back then was attitude. Is every day you wake up, you have a choice. And so do you have the right attitude? And so we talk about that as consistently the attitude of gratitude. And so those five principles with discipline consistently over time, it hasn't changed. It's actually gotten easier through technology, right? And data analytics and AI that we've now exponentially grow those factors. But those five factors that he gave me 30 years ago hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. No, I, th I think you're hitting the nail on the head. I mean, as you are saying them, I mean, so many of them are resonating with me of in my career here and journey here at Reminder Media of going, yeah, these are the pieces that I look at and go, these are the top producers. This is what they have. They implement that. Now, here's what I find. Everybody says they have work ethic. Very few people do. Like I've always explained to people, work ethic's a lot like integrity from this standpoint. Integrity is who you are when people aren't looking. Everybody can be honest when people are looking at you, but very few, right, can be honest all the time. And that's true integrity. Work ethic is not who you are when you show up two weeks on the job. Everybody can be good when their first two weeks on the job can put Top in and game. It out. You're ready to go. Right. It, it's a year <laughs> in, two years in, right? It's that ability that when no one's around, no one's picking up, you talked about that lonely night in the hotel, hotel room. I mean, yeah. that's true work ethic. So I'm curious from like you, how do you pick up a person right now who's down? Like they've been beaten down by COVID. They, they are looking at the, the valley in front of them. And, and they want to have the work ethic. They want to believe in the attitude. What are some of the things that you would share with a, a, a rep like that? I, I, it's a mindset. It, it's a mindset. It's, it's, I, I, would, I would write certain phrases on your computer. I would write them down every day. I would start with it. And it's, it, it's, 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 it's what they call in the, in, in the traits of the greats or the, or, or the 
you know, the think and grow rich. It's 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 group Carl response that we say it ourselves over and over and over again. Nothing works until I do. Mm. Right. So just talk about that. I would talk about this whole idea the things that we focus on expand and grow. I would talk about the formula for exponential growth is a few objectives, narrow the focus, right? Narrow the focus with a whole lot of accountability. You just said consistently over time. Again, it's think and grow, think and grow rich. And flat out, you know, no is temporary. Like just continue to pound the phones, continue to make the calls, continue to do what you do. And understand that, you know, don't take anything personal. You've got to put in the activity. So it's actions over outcome, right? So I think it's a mindset. It's a mindset. You said something in there that triggered and reminded me of a story that I heard about Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. I don't know if you've ever heard this story before, but um, Bill Gates' father asked Warren Buffett and Bill, um, said, what's been your key to success? Write it down on a piece of paper and separate, write it down. And they both wrote the same word down. And that word was focus. And you just talked about the idea of, you know, your focus and narrowing your focus and what you focus on expands and all that stuff. So it's just the power of that focus, the power of that ability to keep going. I mean, I think you're spot on there. When I heard that story from Bill Gates and, and Warren Buffett writing that down, it just reminds me so much as human beings. I think it's so easy for us to get, maybe it's shiny object syndrome or so easy for us to, you know, try whatever it is the new fad at or chase the magic formula. There is no magic formula. It really is in those five principles. It's like that. That's exactly the right. Exactly right. Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. Tim, as you were kind of going through the five principles, something stuck out to me in this idea of knowledge. And you said, obviously, we've heard leaders are readers, but readers of people was interesting. You mentioned that in there. And I'm kind of curious, what did you mean by that? And how do you... How can you tell, and I'm not sure if this is where you're going, maybe you're going from a sales perspective, but I'm thinking more from a leadership perspective. I've tried to help, you know, coach people throughout our career here, people on our teams uh, or in the organization. How do you kind of tell whenever someone has those traits? How do you read that from somebody early on or when working with them, even from like a mentorship uh, standpoint? This is really a great question. And that is, there are so many times when you really look at those people who are most successful but specifically successful salespeople, they truly understand what we call the law of reciprocity. It says the only way I can ever get what I want in my life is to first help other people get what they want in their life. Mm -hmm. And so for all of our listeners today is, I think we need to understand that today more than ever, is that we know that great salespeople ask really great questions 
the masters of asking great questions. But more importantly, today more than ever, is there a great listener? And we could talk about what are the skill sets specifically around listening, if you can judge whether you're a good listener or not. But if you really understand the law of reciprocity and you really do understand people, is the most important questions you ought to be asking, particularly in this time right now, is before we get into any business, ask a question like, tell me what you and your family are doing to stay safe. I mean, you guys asked me that question right away. Hey, it's great to meet you. It's a great office. We talked about an office. We talked about getting out and seeing people in post-COVID. But one of the most important things is just to make sure from a human being standpoint of view that you generally care about others. Mm-hmm. And today, that's more important than ever, than ever, right, is ask really great empathetic questions about how they're doing and understand the law of reciprocity that you will, in turn, you will get what you want. If you truly help others get what they want and understand that deep down in your soul and you will be rewarded, I promise you that. How does one, how are you finding that you guys are adapting to trying to do that in your organization during this time where it's harder to be face-to-face, if almost impossible sometimes, like what's some of the moves you guys are making? We, we, so, so we have been, our model forever and a day has been belly to belly. It, it is not kneecap to kneecap. <laughs> it is going out and seeing people. It's visiting people. Now, we have our internal sales, but we, it's external. Well, our model has completely flipped because we're forced in a financial services business. A lot of us can't go out and do it. There's world around engagement. Do is 100% virtual, 100% digital. And what we have found is our our efficiency and effectiveness in our sales professionals have increased substantially. Where a great external salesperson used to see between five and seven people a day. Now we're doing 15 to 20 virtual appointments. Jeez. Wow. And same so same closing that, rates. Same. We're, we're, we're blowing through our sales number. We're blowing through our sales number. Why? Because we're having the, it's, remember this, HQ squared. Highest quality activity with the highest quality professionals equals results. So now we're doing more high quality activities with the highest quality folks because we've built great content that helped them achieve their goals. Mm. So, is, so is the new model better? And effectiveness, it, it, it's going to be a combination. There's no doubt about it that we're we have now some of those activities that we used to do in person, our person we serve, the financial professional, we're what they call a wholesaler. The financial professional says, I don't need to see you as often. I can do my CE, you can do group presentations, you can do new product launches. Let's do it virtually and let's cut right to the chase because it's a good use of my time. So we call this you must become the virtual virtuoso. <laughs> So when I think about presentation skills that I've trained for years, now I want to be the absolute best in the industry to have that great experience virtually. So we're taking them through a five-step approach of becoming the virtual virtuoso. Oh, I got part it. Of that, I got to hear of that those is five presence. Steps. Yeah, I got to hear some of those five steps for myself. <laughs> Selfishly, <laughs> what, are, what are some of those five steps? Because I think that's well, everybody's like Josh and I presented today on a webinar yeah. where we were trying to present to new prospects our, our program and what, what we do. 
Uh, what are some but of the- you, I, we'll, we'll go we'll go through three of them because okay. it's going to take too long. Like we could spend a whole another webex on you know we're doing Zoom. You got to understand all the technology. But for for the, for the audience, just let's do set S E T. Okay. Okay. So the S stands for scene. You have to have the most professional office light. Like I have lighting. So important. I have like so you all look great. Thank you. But the first thing you did is when you when you came in, when you came in, what did you say? Hey, Tim, I love your studio. Yep, I did. Right. So listen, I serve the wealthy. So I always have a blazer on. I have my Christmas tree in the back right now. Right. Hanukkah is over there. But depending on my audience is what you're seeing is you're seeing the most professional virtual presence you could have. Mm. So that's the S. E is engage. Now we're engaging, but last week I just spoke to 4,000 people because I was on the main stage at an audience. It's 4,000 we had to use on 24. My engagement was at a chat feature and then we had a survey going on in the back. It's all pre-staged, but you have to engage like we're doing. I can see you, it's one-on-one, but the E is engage. And then the T is you've got to master the technology. Because we may have some people Zoom, we may have some Web, WebEx, we have Microsoft Office. So you've got to make sure that you are a master in that technology to make sure that experience is second to none. Mm. When you do those things extraordinarily well, we work with the affluent, right? And we do a lot of work with the affluent is that they are looking right now, like 50% of them are what we call brand neutral, loyalty neutral. They're, they're up for switching brands on that. And a lot of the big brands are having challenges with it. When you appear this way, you've got to be on time. You've got to be professional. You've got to set up. Your set needs to be right on. And you've got to serve them the way they want to be served. You've got to serve them. I love those tips. Well, you're hammering home the the client experience. Like the the client experience and the fact that like you are making that feeling and that experience for that consumer so convenient, so easy, so nice. I mean, if you think on Amazon at just that level, like all they've done is they've made the client experience so incredible for purchasing things, um, especially your everyday items that you need. They've made it so convenient, so fast, so easy. And so in the same type of idea, and it's just applying it to the affluent and going, well, what does the affluent want to see? Well, they want to see professionalism. They want to have a great experience. They want you to be the master of the technology. What a great golden nugget to apply right now if you're in real estate, if you're in financial services, you're in insurance. What is the what is the audience that you're serving and what is the experience that they expect and apply that set acronym to what you're trying to do there? What a great golden nugget there. That's right. That's right. You got it. So I, I have to ask you, so we ask everybody who comes on the show, um, especially successful people. So you've worked your way up, right, to some of the highest levels uh, in some of the biggest companies. And I'm curious, like, when you look at your life, what are the routines that you've implemented or implement in your life that have driven success for you? You're going to, it's going to be a repetition of, the, of, of everybody you've heard on your podcast in the past and all the great successful people is own your morning. Mm. Absolutely own the morning. So uh, every morning I wake up and I have a discipline of meditation. And, you know, what, what my mother taught me many, many years ago is to put the slippers way underneath the bed. <laughs> Got to work for them. So every morning when you wake up, you have to get down on your knees to get your slippers out. Mm. And when you're down there, 
have that attitude of gratitude. And if you start every morning with your gratitude journal or your attitude of gratitude, man, your world's going to change. So there's a little bit of that. There's reading. And then I start, I have a, a 7.30 mentoring call uh, with many people, not only within our company, but within the industry. And I think it's really, really important to give back. And so I'm, I'm developing our future leaders. That's awesome. Not only within Lincoln, but even the comp- competition, people that have worked with me in the past and now in leadership roles. So every day, Monday through Friday, a 7.30 I have a 7.30 mentoring call, but at 7 o'clock a.m., we talked about Nicole, is the mentor of the rock of our family. So I have business mentors, but my personal mentor is my mom. So yes, I am a mommy's boy. <laughs> so after I get done my devotion, after I get done my devotion, I get through my reading, right? I'm a 5.30 guy. Um, then I have a call with mom. We call her Grandma Barb, and she's my rock. And she, she, she is some of the, she's the, the wisest woman I've ever met in my life. She's a, I learn from her every day. And she tests me every day. She's my accountability coach. It's amazing. She's my accountability coach. But, uh, and then I start my mentoring sessions. And, you know, um, it's also really, really important to have your physical fitness. So Nicole probably told you is I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I like to do crazy stuff, but I just got done kill, climbing Kilimanjaro. That's no awesome. Uh, so you got you got to have your workout in. You got you to make sure you're that, That's quite the workout right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I like doing, you know, silly stuff, crazy stuff. But it's, uh, what did you think of that show? What was that movie with the dude, the guy? Free Solo. Free Solo. You watched that, I guess. I assume. I I, I did several times. Um, <laughs> actually, we watched it on my trip to Italy last year, and I that you know, I, my palms I, are I, sweating I, thinking I about that movie. I take calculated risks like that, <laughs> that, that. You know that that, that was that was intense. Yeah, oh, that was like. like if, if for anybody who hasn't watched the movie Free Solo, you got to go watch it because like it's nothing like it. I watched it on a plane. Worst place to watch it because you're like thousands <laughs> you're of feet up in the air. You're, you're feeling you're feeling it. But I watched it on a plane. But that they studied that guy's brain and they showed horrific images that usually trigger whatever that uh, sensory is in your brain. And for him, it wasn't going off. No way. Yeah. So he doesn't respond to like fear the same way. It was it was nuts. You got to go see the see the movie, but. Anyways, <laughs> I like the before we move on. I like the um, the slipper tip. No one had no one has given that one yet. Putting the slippers far under your bed yeah. so you have to get on your knees. And yeah, triggers the gratitude. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. So, what would you go back and tell younger Tim? What's the advice you would give Tim in high school, knowing what you know now? Fail more, fail more. Take 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 what we call, you know, safe safe risks. Hmm. Um, don't be afraid to fail. I think everybody will tell you that, right? Uh, so we have safe fail, safe fail, safe fail. What's your safe fail today? You know, they, they, you're going you're to stretch yourself. You're going to ask for that really, really big order. You're going to make that extra phone call. You're going to ask for that extra qualified introduction. And you're going to get no, 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 no. Fail, fail more, fail often, fail forward. I, I, I would have said fail more. Take, take, take more. take more safe fails in your life. That's a military form. That's uh, great. Idea, safe fail, safe fail, safe fail. No, I love that. Yeah. No, thank you so much for coming on today, Tim, sharing your story, sharing those that advice for everybody. Before we close out, is there anywhere you would like people to connect with you, see more of your speeches, see anything that you're you're doing today? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, LinkedIn um, is really I, I don't I don't have my own web page or any of that other stuff. But uh, you know, we you can connect with me through through LinkedIn. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. It's been fun, guys. It's been a lot of fun. That's always. awesome. No, we really appreciate it. We're going to include a link to Tim's uh, profile there in our show notes over at staypaidpodcast.com so you can make sure to connect with him. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, like I mentioned at the top of the show. But the best way is to tell a friend about the podcast. If you know of someone in your life that needs to hear this podcast today, needs to hear those tips that Tim laid down, especially for becoming the virtual virtuoso, yeah. make sure that you share this podcast with them. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And please connect with us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. And I would encourage you to listen to this episode again. Those five principles mentioned at the beginning were so powerful. And you're truly hearing from someone that has lived that out and has achieved massive levels of success in their career and in their life. So I would encourage you to listen to that again. Here's my action item, though. Because I was thinking through the podcast, like, what is a really tangible, practical action item that people can take away? I think every single person listening to this right now, if you can hear the sound of my voice, (laughs) get the book, Think or Grow Rich. Think Mm. and Grow Rich and read that book. Like, think about that for a second. All of us can go buy that book, can go read it again and again. You said, Tim, you read it every year. I love that. Every single year. That is a really tangible action item that we can all apply in our lives. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in over the 140 different industries Josh and I have worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 